Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Fauché, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Today, I want to make this episode super practical and helpful for you to make testing as stress-free and smooth as possible. For many of you, this is WIDA access testing time. It's usually a window between January to March. If you are not doing WIDA access, if you're not in a WIDA state, then you can still use these when you do your state standardized language test or even just state testing in general. I really just want to give you some breakdowns of how to prepare your students, yourselves, your homeroom teachers, the families, and stay tuned to the end because I'm going to share something that you do not want to miss out on. So next week, I will be talking more in depth about just the whole craziness around the access testing. I'm having a guest on who wrote a really incredible article about her experience as a teacher that I know you can relate to. So we'll get into more of the reasons why I don't think you should stress at all about this test, because it is a pretty ridiculous test to do right in the middle of the year. And for that to be the one component of how we assess if our students are proficient or not. So Anyways, I'm not going to go down that path, even though that is definitely an area that I love to talk about and love to advocate for. Today, though, what I really want to do is just help you get prepared, help you think through some of the ways that you can get set up so that things run smoother. If this is your first time testing, I know it can be really overwhelming. I know the manual and administrating the test takes a long time to figure out what to do and how to do it, how to get it set up. It can be a lot. So. We are here to help, and like I said, stay tuned to the end because we have something that's going to make all of this much, much easier. Let's dive right in and talk about how can we prepare your students. So the thing is, sometimes when it comes to test prep, people think that if you spend weeks beforehand doing test prep, that's when you're going to really see the results. And I want to say that's not true. Your students do not need to spend weeks of doing boring practice test prep. It's not going to engage their brain. It's not going to help them really grow in their language so that they are more prepared for the test. So what I would say when it comes to test prep is the two things you want to focus on is you do want to give them an opportunity to understand how the format of the testing will be. So if you are going to be doing digital ones, then make sure that they beforehand learn how to log in, how they how it will run, when they have to stop, when they pause, how do they respond, all of that you want to make sure. It's more about the format of the test that they feel comfortable than actually practicing what's going to be on the test. So that's where you want to make sure that you do spend, you know, a week or two beforehand making sure your your students feel comfortable. The worst thing that happens is when we know a student is really advancing and just because of, you know, technicalities or because this is 
different to record into a computer and they're not used to that, they really don't do their best. So think of ways that you can, you know, do the online practice test. We have some test prep materials inside equipping ELLs or in the Teachers Pay Teacher Store of Inspiring Young Learners that you can do where it helps them to work on practicing recording into computer and talking about a picture and things like that. And then we also have some printable test prep. And the reason why this test prep, I feel like, is very different than the test prep you're going to find online or, you know, in other Teachers Pay Teacher stores as well, is because it's meant to be very interactive and engaging. This test prep is, it can be done in centers, so students will rotate. There's QR codes so they can do it all independently. And again, what we're wanting to do is really help our students have a good understanding of how this test is formatted. How do they listen in carefully? How do they respond to what's being asked of them? How do they use the pictures that are provided and then answer the questions that go with it? So this is really set up to help the students understand the expectation of the test. And that helps to take away that anxiety when testing day comes. But again, this could be done a week or two before. This should not be, you know, spending all your time six weeks beforehand trying to get them ready for this test. If you've been working on all four domains, if you've been finding ways to really incorporate speaking and writing activities, they're going to be prepared. And again, listen to next week's episode because we're going to talk about why it really doesn't matter. (laughs) So that's the first thing. If you're going to do practice tests, I would just work on the formatting of a digital test and a printed test. The next thing is before that test day comes I want you to really make space in your lessons and in your time with your students to focus on their strengths. Do activities where they are being encouraged and exhorted about their incredible strengths that they bring into the classroom. You could do something like have them work on a self-portrait where they put all these amazing things about them and you display this in the hallway or you display this in your classroom. Anything that's going to help them remember and to know and believe that they are more than just a test score. And sometimes that's really the sentiment when it comes to testing time. So anything you can do to reverse that, to really encourage the incredible students that they are, the growth that they've already made, how proud you are of them, spend your time before testing doing that. The next thing is you want to give them a visual of what testing will look like. Okay, this is going to help them know, you know, they're going to be going in a small group. It's going to be outside of the classroom. It might be with a different teacher. or Maybe it will be with you. Just really walking them through. Here's the expectation. Here's what you need to bring with you or you don't bring anything, but you want to make sure that you eat a good breakfast or it will be from this time to this time. So, you know, students fears of if they're going to miss lunch or miss recess or just they're unknown of what the days are going to look like when they're very different than the normal days. Anything you can do to give them a visual support of outlining what this looks like will really help them to feel more comfortable when they come to testing day. And then the last thing is, if possible, if you have the time and capacity, just giving them some encouraging notes, again, showing them how much you believe in them, how incredible they are, um, how proud you are of them before they even get to the test, because that's what we want to build up, just how incredible our students are that we get to work with. And then if you, you know, if your school has budget or if they are able to provide some sort of treat or something that just helps them to be encouraged and completing this very long test. So those are some things you can do to prepare your students for upcoming testing. The next thing is preparing the homeroom teachers and the other teachers in the school. And so what's really important here is to over-communicate. 
and really set aside some time before testing begins to create a schedule to put it in, you know, a Google Sheets or something where the teachers have access to it. They can see what's going on. They can see when kids are going to be polled. And really, again, just walking through here is what testing will look like. Ideally, this is when it will be, this was when it will start. This is when it will end. But we know that during these months, a lot of sickness happens. So there's going to be a lot of absent students. So just really encouraging and exhorting the homeroom teachers to be flexible with you, to be, you know, really helpful with you and over communicating that from the start of how much it's a collaborative effort, how much you need their support with the students in the classroom, how you will try your best to not, you know, interrupt the students and pull them when it's not the best time, but sometimes it's just part of it to get the testing done. So really giving them an idea of what testing looks like and then how they can help support you. I would recommend to create some email templates that you can then just send off in the morning. So you might, you know, if you have an absent student, if you already have a template created, just copy and paste it, put it in an email to the teacher, put that student's name and say, you know, the student was absent the other day. I'm going to be pulling them today for the speaking test at this time. Don't constantly be rewriting those emails. Just have them ready to go so you can communicate clearly which students are going to be pulling. That will help the homeroom teachers have an understanding and idea of what to expect. You can also share with them some ways, you know, a list of maybe four to five ways that they can support the students in the classroom. And that's really, we really want to communicate with them the importance of this collaboration piece and how, because you are being pulled for the next four weeks or so, you you do not want your students to fall behind and they shouldn't either. And so how can they, you know, incorporate this strategy or do this activity with them to continue giving them those scaffolds and supports that they need in the classroom? And this is a great opportunity to really put that responsibility on them and help them to dive into the world of scaffolding and supporting the needs of their ELLs. Um, and like I said, stay tuned in because we have something to share with you that will help with this. So communication is really key with the homeroom teachers, even the specialist teachers, you know, if you're pulling them during specials or they're not sure where the students are at, just so they know as well, like this is what's happening in the school right now. So please, you know, be really sensitive when you're walking by the classroom. Um, This is where we'll be testing. So please don't let your students walk, uh, you know, in the hallway really loudly there. Just having, giving them over communicating what's going to happen will help people have no excuse of them not knowing and um, not helping and support during this time. The next thing is how to prepare the parents. And so this one, you know, the easiest way, and we're going to put a link in the show notes, is to go on the WIDA site, and they have a variety of home letters that are already translated into multiple different languages. And so I would go and check out the languages your students' families speak and send those home probably a week or two before, write down the dates, maybe even add in like a visual piece of, you know, making sure they get good sleep, having a good breakfast, things like that, just to keep them, you know, in the loop of what's going to be happening, what's how it's changing a little bit from the normal schedule that they're usually used to. But WIDA has a great resource of, you know, letters already written up in a variety of languages. So we will put that link in the show notes. And now, how do you prepare yourself? So this, I have a bunch of different tips. And I asked inside our Equipping ELLs community and just said, you know, share what tips, especially for those who are new to this, because it can be very overwhelming. So the first thing really is to know that it will not go as planned. There'll be absences and sickness. You might even get sick yourself. 
And there's just going to be many other hiccups along the way. So if you have that mindset to expect that, then it's going to go a lot smoother. Give yourself that space to have days where it's just everything seems to not be working or where you're hunting down students because they've been absent and you're trying to finish all those assessments, but you still have a student who's been gone for a while. So you just have to make yourself be flexible and know that it's not going to go as planned. Also talk with your administration and see how they can help with the schedule and the expectations with the homeroom teachers. And this can get really tricky when you're pulling small groups and you're work- you're not working with your students anymore for this time. And so sometimes having that administration support there to come in and help to make sure that the schedule is the best that it can be and getting this done as you know as fast as possible to get you back into the classroom with your students, but to also really have the the support of the homeroom teachers. And that can really help when you have your administrative support. The next tip is to be clear about the expectations that you place on yourself. You cannot do it all. You will feel bad that your students are not getting the support from you. You're going to feel bad that you're not able to you know, pull your groups and do the activities that you would want to do with them. But again, remember that this is not on you. This is all the crazy testing and all of this that they're they're making everybody do. It's just you have to get it done because that's what's, you know, required of access testing. So don't make yourself feel even more guilty that your students aren't getting the best that they can get during this time. Um, it's just going to make, it's going to eat at you more and make you feel worse, or it's going to make you try to do it all. And you're going to really burn yourself out and get sick. So just have clear expectations about what you are able to do. Also think about your schedule. So maybe if you can spread out the testing, I know usually people want to get the testing done as soon as they get those booklets and send them off as soon as they're done. But look at your schedule. There is a window of time that you can get them done. So maybe you do you know, set aside two days a week for the next six weeks where you are doing the testing. And then you still will keep up with your groups on the other three days. Those are conversations that you want to have with your administration, with the homeroom teachers, and really come to a conclusion of what's best for everybody. Is it best to just get this all done as fast as possible and then move back into your normal schedule? Or is it better to have a hybrid and do a little bit of testing some days and a little bit of um, teaching some days? So again, conversations around that topic is really crucial. The next thing is, um, like I mentioned, you want to create some email templates so that you have them ready when you need to remind a teacher about a student that you need to pull or an absence that you're going to follow up with just to really have that so easy to quickly copy, paste, and send it. And then it keeps the teacher in the loop and helps you be able to communicate that. The next thing that you want to do is to have a good spreadsheet for your schedule and then for just tracking your students, making sure that they have finished all the different tests, that you know what tier they're in, what grade level, all of those things, especially with big caseloads. This spreadsheet will be absolutely critical. And you'll want to color code those things. So really think of how can you make a system that's going to be easy for you to use Someone inside Equipping ELL's membership gave the tip, give each grade level a specific color paper when you're printing your testing strips or use a highlighter that's specific to each grade level. And then that will help you stay organized. So you always know when you see blue, that's your fifth graders and keeping it very organized. So you could do that in the spreadsheet and then as well on the strips of paper that you have to cut out. The next tip is to have extra chargers around and extra Chromebooks because we know technology always throws everything in for a loop. (laughs) So make sure you just have some prepared and ready to go. 
And along with technology, before testing begins, you will want to test out your headphones and microphones with the computers to make sure that they are compatible. Sometimes when you connect things, all of a sudden they're not able to be found or, you know, a software needs to be updated. There's so many things with technology that can go wrong. So that's a big one for this to go smoother is to really test the tech and make sure that that's set up and ready to go. If you are new to this, see if you are able to observe someone first on how they administer it, because it will help make a lot more sense. So see if that's, you know, if you have a veteran teacher that you are working with, maybe the first day or two, you can sit and observe even just one session that you observe, you'll really start to pick up of how the test is run, how you administer when you stop all of those types of things, even just the organization and the materials would be really helpful. So see if that's a possibility. The next tip is to test in small groups. So, you know, don't overwhelm yourself with trying to do the same groups that you usually work with, but really test in small groups, especially for speaking. A lot of times the students with speaking, you know, will feel really uncomfortable with a large group that they're working with. Even four or five students, they might feel uncomfortable. So for speaking specifically, if you can pull one or two, that would be ideal to really get a better result from them. And then for your younger students, especially your kindergarten students or first grade students, prep the materials before you go to get them so that when they come in, they're all ready to go. They're not having to, you know, get out booklets and pencils and turn to a page and all these things. So, or if it's on the computer, you know, same type of thing, get everything set up before you go and grab your students. All right. So I hope that you have come away with some good tips on how to get ready for access testing, how to make it as smooth as possible. And again, this still goes back to our word I challenged you with at the beginning of the year, advocate. So this is a great opportunity to advocate for your students, to advocate for yourself, where you're having the homeroom teachers really support and help you and really giving your students what they need during this time to do their best to show off all that they've learned from you this year. We at Equipping ELLs are passionate and driven by doing everything we can to help make things easier for you. And so we have put together a quick access guide that includes a lot of these things. So email templates, you can already use and steal the ones that we've written up for you. A note home that you can send and you can even translate it. It's going to all be in Canva so that you can edit it, you can translate it, you can do what you want so that it makes your life so much easier and this testing season to be so much smoother for you. So you can grab that in the show notes. It's our gift to you to help make things smooth and easy and help support you as best as we can. Go and check that out in the show notes below. And I've also included the WIDA home connection letters in multiple languages, a link to that. Hey, and just remember, your students are more than a test. Make sure that they know how incredible they are and you are incredible as well. You've done some amazing work and you still have so many more months of the school year. So get through this, then get back to doing what you love to do, which is to teach. All right, I'll see you next week. You do not want to miss this episode on just going deeper into all that access testing is. And I think it's going to really help you connect to this teacher who wrote this article and it's going to help you feel seen and heard of the struggles that you, I'm sure, have had with your students and with access testing. All right, until then. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week.
Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.